Section 40 of Editorials of the Dial Magazine, Volume 66. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. In no department of the modern world has the tendency toward democracy been more pronounced than in education. An analysis of the process into its factors clearly shows the change from the Renaissance to the modern school. These factors are three, the subject matter, the teacher, and the pupil. In respect to each, the education of the Renaissance was aristocratic. The subject matter was conventionally prescribed, a group of classics whose value was a matter of authority, not of experience. The teaching was autocratic. The possession of the text in a dead language gave the teacher an absolute control over his pupils. The fact that the subject matter was remote from the immediate needs and interests of ordinary existence automatically restricted its followers to a special caste. Culture was the concern of an institution. It was academic, as religion was ecclesiastic. The appearance of Comenius, almost contemporary with that of Bacon and the scientific renaissance, marked the beginning of the modern tendency, the exclusion of purely conventional learning, the use of the vernacular, the introduction of an objective method, above all the concept of a school system which should extend education to the people. These ideas projected by the 17th century reformer are gradually being achieved. In the last few years the progress has been notable. No longer is the teacher an autocrat. From the earliest experimental school to the university seminar, the teacher works with his classes in a spirit of cooperation. No longer is the subject matter prescribed, conventional, remote from life. The defense of the study of the so-called classics is now based on their vital quality as a record of experience. Practical study of the world, technical study of the arts, are part of every curriculum. In method, experiment has replaced authority. These changes in subject matter and method have made education necessarily democratic in appeal. It has become an initiation into life of which all men feel the need and resent the lack for themselves and their children. But in this triumphant movement of education in the direction of democracy, there is one point of friction. It is the point at which the system of education is in contact with that of society and government. The control of education by persons outside the system, of endowed universities and colleges, by trustees of state institutions and public schools by regents and school boards, results in a limitation of its natural democratic tendencies. In the direction of subject matter, political have taken the place of literary or religious conventions. A conventional political economy, political science, and history have been imposed, and any attempt by the teacher or the pupil to break through this shell and touch the core of human experience within is bitterly resented by those who represent the social control of vested interests. Similarly, the method of experiment and testimony is ruled out as soon as it is applied to current political and social phenomena. The teacher is prevented from joining his pupils in a search for truth, but is compelled to resume his old papal seat of authority. Of all these types of limitation and impediment, the relations of the New York Board of Education with the teachers during the past year afford ample illustration. The influence of war psychology was a natural and reasonable excuse 
for the attitude shown by the board and its superintendents while the country was at war but it is significant that with the return to peace the feeling which was developed for nationalistic purposes has been transferred to social ends instead of germany russia is the object of patriotic animadversion the investigators and trials of teachers held by the board of education are pitiful spectacles on the one hand is the teacher accused of something which in most cases amounts to making personal reservations of opinion in regard to the phenomena of the world instead of enforcing arbitrarily the official view and of inviting his pupils to make use of the method of experiment and testimony on the other hand there is the organization aided by the officious zeal of its servants to whom the espionage habit has become second nature between them stands a flock of pupils their minds driven this way and that by examination and cross-examination victims of the war as certainly as if they had been drafted and sent to the front it is nothing short of sabotage of education similar reports come from washington where a teacher expressing the opinion that the soviet government in russia was better for russia than was the absolutism of the czar was charged with unpatriotic utterances and suspended the superintendent has barred discussion of the league of nations together with bolshevism in spite of the fact that the teaching of current topics is required and it is a literal impossibility to exclude those subjects from discussion in classes in modern history and economics the remedy for this maladjustment is immediate and obvious it is simply to give teachers control of education to restrict the functions of school boards and trustees to business management it is to be noted that this is the demand everywhere of labor that respects itself responsibility for production responsibility is the only way of introducing that esprit de corps which has been defined as consisting in thinking in terms of the enterprise rather than of the job it is characteristic of workers that under a system of responsibility they make few mistakes in choosing their leaders men and women of initiative and originality but the true analogy is not between teachers and labor but between education and other professionals to quote dr callan the dial february twenty eighth nineteen eighteen to the discoverers and creators of knowledge and to its transmitters and distributors to these and no one else beside belongs the control of education it is as absurd that any but teachers and investigators should govern the art of education as that any but medical practitioners and investigators should govern the art of medicine end of section forty